Hello and welcome to Live Love by Design TV, a place where you will learn to live and love each and every day, to love who you are, to love your life and to create your dreams faster. And today I am very honoured and I feel so privileged to have the amazing B. Lynn Hawkins chatting with us today. Welcome, Lynn. Thank you, Karen. Thank you so much. I'm so honored and it's my privilege to be here with you today and your lovely audience. Oh, thank you. Now, for everybody, Lynn is a business development and funding specialist. Sounds pretty awesome, doesn't it? So Lynn really does fit under the pillar all about your expertise. So Lynn, explain to us exactly what a business development and funding specialist actually does. Well, Karen, it's not too complicated unless you're an entrepreneur who has the shiny syndrome, shiny object syndrome, or your productivity plan is something that you're saying, I'm missing, where is it? or you're looking for the next stage of growth for your business. A business development strategist and a funding specialist is one who helps entrepreneurs to grow their business. And in my case, I'm a certified business acceleration expert. And I help people to grow business, not just rapidly, but holistically. Oh, I love that. That fits so well in with the Live Love by Design. Theme. So how do you do it holistically as opposed to non-holistically? Well, I grew up in the world of commercial real estate. Okay. Loved it. Loved, loved the whole aspect of big buildings and shopping centers and hotels. And I learned the aspects of business from a very linear standpoint. And linear did not take into account that much of the the fact that we're human beings and we're heart beings. Yes. And so the holistic aspect that I bring into business is really bringing the heart into business. And with that, creating legacy businesses, meaning how many of us actually sit back and as we're designing our next year of growth or next three years of growth, actually go out farther, past five, past 10, past 25, to the 100-year mark. And I often think about Henry Ford and Mary Kay Ash, who built legacy businesses because they looked far into the future and planned what their businesses could look like. They dreamt about them. They wrote, they wrote it out. They knew what they wanted to create in the way of a legacy business. And that was the heart that they brought into it. That was the holistic side of things where, you know, when you think about holistic, it is about life. It is about the regeneration of life. And that's the kind of business that I like to help people to grow. And that's fantastic too because a lot of business owners are in their ego and it is all about them. And it's not about the generations and sure it may be their family or maybe shareholders who continue to grow far beyond uh, their lifetime. 
So it's interesting, isn't it, to actually think, because there's a lot of modern-day businesses that would probably pass with that person. Yes, and most do. Even where partners are concerned and shareholders are concerned, that's one of the reasons that a lot of businesses dissolve. When that key individual passes on, there's no more vision for the business. And that's one of the things that I start with, with anyone that I work with, is establishing the vision that you have for your business. And that is really what brought me to knowing that there's so many of us who don't have that long vision, that extended, and I, I call it extended vision, but the word vision means beyond what you would normally see. Yes. And so, you know, anything short of that is a short vision. And that's where most of us live. That's where most people have learned how to start, build, and grow businesses in the short vision. And I bring in, I bring in the aspect of why not go for the long term? You know, I love what you're doing in Living Love by Design. Live your business by design. Yes, exactly. Which brings me to the next point that I want to ask you is, obviously, as business owners, we do need to create the live, love uh, way of life. So how do you look after yourself in the first pillar, which is all about you? So how do you make sure that you're in your tip-top condition so that you can assist, like, grow your business while assisting other people's to do that? That is a great question, Karen, because I have been one who's actually struggled in that area. I grew and, up. And you're with, not the only one. Most people do. We tend to put ourselves last, which yes. in the end is not good because all we do is end up burning out, which is why I love helping people to see how successful women or any business owner actually looks after themselves. And I found that there are two things that if I do consistently for myself, well, actually three, if I do these consistently for myself, I am in my love. I am in my heart. And I have this saying that as a, a heartpreneur, as an entrepreneur running a heart-centered, purpose-driven business, you want to be in your heart, and your heart first says, take care of me, right? Yes. And so one of the things that I focus on is sleep, getting my sleep, six to eight hours. If I'm really under the gun, I'll be in that four to five to six, but I'll do that for a specific period of time and then go back to what Don't I know. Think. You're not going to believe this. As I turned over my Louise Hay calendar this morning, I actually read it and it says, I get plenty of sleep every night and my body appreciates how I take care of it. Now, what are the chances of that? Because I did not know that you were going to say that. So that's just a little universal tip that sleep's important not only for you and me, but for all of our viewers. Yes, it is. And really quickly, I have learned more about what it is that I eat and how what I eat impacts everything from my memory to my ability to sit at the desk to my desire to get up and move. And, and I what have. What sort of foods have you found bring you down? 
oh my gosh, meats. I have stopped eating red meat. Mm-hmm. Um, if I do, it's once in a blue moon, and then I have to really be conscious about how I take care of myself afterwards. Yes. But I've gotten away from meat. A um, little bit of fish, a little bit of chicken, and mostly steamed vegetables mm-hmm. and salads and lots of fruits and nuts. And that's been the newest addition to what it is that I do for myself. And I'm incorporating that into what my family is doing as well. And that's been quite helpful to me. And then the last thing I had a saying when I was a teenager, and I really wish that I had embraced it my whole life, and it is, what you eat today walks and talks tomorrow. That is so true. And we don't, and and a lot of the time we don't take the time to actually analyse what certain foods do to us. We put it down to, you know, if we go down at the end of the day, we don't put it down to what we've eaten earlier in the day. We put it down to, I've just worked so hard and everything like that. Whereas actually taking a note and becoming a really conscious eater of what certain foods bring you up and what bring you down, and we all know what they are. As much as we don't want to admit it, we all know how to eat properly. We just choose to go our quick fix. Our food talks to us in our sleep. Yes, it does. Our if our body is focusing on digesting food, it's not focusing on rest and rejuvenation. Mm. Actually, you should go to bed a little bit hungry, to be quite honest. Yes. Mm. It keeps the metabolism burning. It does. Yes, absolutely okay. right. And your and third top expert thing that you said. <laughs> and yet most of us go to bed with, you know, food on our stomachs and wonder why we wake up in the morning feeling like we haven't rested at all. Exactly. Yeah, and then that, that last thing that I do is exercise. Okay, so, so my, what sort of exercise do you uh, find works best for you? For me, what works best is walking. I love walking. I love to walk. I love we live in a beautiful neighborhood, and we've got parks all around. But I don't even get to the parks because I think I told you I love real estate, commercial real estate in particular, but I love our neighborhood and the trees we live where we live has very seasoned trees. I see a lot of birds and butterflies and um, hawks. Oh, wow. And yeah, yeah. And rabbits and I saw, I've seen a coyote a couple of times. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Deer run through our neighborhood. I mean, it's just, it's it's very calling to the soul. Yes. Nature and does that for you, doesn't it? It does. It really does. And then, you know, at my age, strength resistance is very important. So I have my dumbbells and I have my um, elastobands. And I, I do that. And I do, you know, I, I used to be a fitness instructor. Oh, okay. Working out really, really hard, numerous, you know, almost seven days a week, every week. And, uh, I don't do that anymore. My body is actually feeling the effects of how vigorously I treated it when I was younger. I was a fitness instructor for 18 years 
And at this juncture, slowing the pace has helped my body to readjust in this space of age. Mm-hmm. It's also helped me to um, just ground in the fact that walking for me is a great pace. I used to run, um, cycle, and I'll still ride a bike, but um, I used to ride 100-mile rides um, two a week, <laughs> 50 <laughs> miles every day or 30 miles a day just to get oh, my wow. work. That's huge. I remember telling my son one day, well, I just got back from my century, 100-mile ride. And, of course, he's like, century? What is that? And 100-mile ride? And he's like, wow, Mom, you don't even drive 100 miles most days. <laughs> You're riding a bike 100 miles. And I thought, You're right. So, Lynn, that makes so much sense. So, as your son said to you, you were spending, you know, all that time cycling for a hundred, um, a hundred miles. So, that brings us to the next pillar, which is all about your relationships. So, in hindsight, could have you done things differently and maybe enhanced your relationships? Sure, still look after yourself but not at the expense of your relationships. Did you feel that sort of happened? Well, it's interesting that you would ask that because I didn't just ride my bike. I belonged to a cycling club, Mm -hmm. and I ended up making friends with those in the cycling club, we became really good friends. Not only did we cycle together, we did things together. We supported each other. Some of them were business owners. We supported each other in business. And uh, those of my other friends and family who didn't ride actually got to see me and my element because remember I said a 18 year fitness instructor instructor and this was a continuation of that and so they were happy for me that I found something on the other side of fitness instructing and the other side of being in the gym all the time because I lived in California And one of the most beautiful things that happened with my cycling was I saw more of the California countryside from my bicycle than I did from a car, from riding, from anything else that I did. And it was absolutely amazing. Um, Beautiful. The places we went, the things that we did as a group, it was just, it was beautiful. So talk about relationships. That was one of the draws for me to cycling. That's that's great. So you're doing both things at once. So you're having great relationships while looking after yourself and also getting business ideas as you're socialising with these people. So you've tied those three pillars together, which is great because a lot of people say, oh, I only have time for one thing. But actually, and I'm pretty sure that when you were cycling, sure, you had moments when you were by yourself. I'm sure that your mind was actually thinking about what someone had said, enhancing, you know, your business at the same time, creating questions so that when you do stop and, you know, have more chats and more, you know, eat and all those sort of things, 
you have more, I don't want to say more intelligent questions, but more thought out questions are ready to enhance your all areas of your life even more. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. And I think that that was, again, one of the things that was so exciting for me because it did encompass an awful lot. I knew nothing about cycling, really, before joining this club. And I started at the beginner level. And in a matter of three seasons, I was in the advanced level doing these 100-mile rides. But, you know, the advanced level and not at the back of the pack. Oh, good on you. I wasn't at the front, but I wasn't at the back either. But you worked your way out from the back, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, and that's, and that's what people need to understand, and and that's a really great um, way of looking at things. As you moved up the pack, you you got more confident, you got better at it, so you could clearly see how far you had come. Yes, absolutely. That's a great analogy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those those are the accomplishments. Again, I think when I was talking before that, we a lot of times don't give ourselves credit for Mm. and we as women and you know mirroring this to women in business all of the things that we do as entrepreneurs in business we're doing and we're we're actually in this space of thinking oh it just has to be done I'm just going to do it you know more business I need more business this marketing thing has to be done this you know, collaborative thing has to be done. We don't take the time to say, good job. Yes. And those of us who do, you can tell. Yes. You can tell by the way they show up. You can tell by the things that they're doing. Yes. You can tell by the conversations they're having. Those are the ones that are really in the space of valuing relationships that they've formed in this business sector. And uh, the the thinking around investing in themselves as it relates to growing business. I totally agree. And it's celebrating the little wins that helps us to do even more. And, to you know, at the end of each day, there would have been a win. A lot of the time we sort of just focus on the negative of the day. We don't look for those little wins. And it could be as simple as just picking up the phone and talking to someone and, and just saying, wow, I actually spoke to that person. I've been trying and thinking about it for about a week. I actually made that phone call, and guess what? It wasn't that scary, and they were really nice, and they really wanted to listen to me. And you know, Karen, you brought something to mind that I want to share because, again, we just sometimes we've heard the experts, so to speak, talk about the whole, you know, either at the beginning of your day, plan what you're going to do, map out your priorities, or at the end of the day so that you can be ready for the next day. There's a thing I think that is so important that we tend to leave out, which is at the end of the day, make sure that you list out the things that you have accomplished for that day because two days later, you're not going to really remember. Exactly. At the end of the day, we may be focused on let me get my list together for tomorrow, before you do that, make sure that your today's list, you've added all the other little things that you did that are part of your accomplishments. 
because you don't want to lose those. That's part of what helps you re-energize when you're doing that list for tomorrow. Because if your list is like my list, it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I have all of that on my list for tomorrow. But when you start out thinking about what you did get accomplished today, it makes that tomorrow list so much more delightful to know that it's there. One of my friends said, that's my treasure list. Yes. And I, it's funny that you should say that because I actually give women the advice who are working, say, in corporate or in a job, uh, not their own business, and they're trying to get a salary increase. And that's one of the first advice I say is you have to understand the value that you bring to the company. And through listing out everything that you do on a daily basis and seeing the wins that you have, how much value you've added to the company, and keeping that list, that's what you put together before you go in and ask so that you can actually say, well, this is what I do for the company and this is the value I add and this is why I would like this salary. As opposed to some women who just look at their boss and go, well, I work harder than him and he's on twice as much more money than me. I'm just going to go in and I'm just going to say, I want more money because I work harder than him. It doesn't work that way. You've got to show the value that you add and then you will easily get the salary that you feel you deserve. You are so right. And in my corporate days, I I learned that through experience because I've been this list builder for all of my career. But when you are at the end of the day and you're at your desk and you're creating this, what did I do today? What did I accomplish today? What is up for tomorrow? And your boss walks in the door and sees you doing this. They know that you are going to be ready when it comes time for that review. They know because you're preparing it right there. I love it. Which brings us to our fourth pillar very nicely, all about your wealth creation. So what tips do you feel as a business owner? Because let's face it, cash flow is very important more so than anything else as a business owner. So what little tips do you have for our viewers for the fourth pillar? Know your numbers. Yeah. And I say know your numbers, and I mean all of your numbers. I mean your breaking even numbers for your business, your profit numbers for your business. And a lot of times you can project Yes. And you want to project, but you also want to look at what the, the actual yes. is. Yes. And then I also say, pay yourself. Oh, pay yourself first is what I say. Well, You're the one doing all the hard work. Pay yourself first because expenses always rise to meet income. So make sure you've paid yourself. you got to be high on the list. And I yes. always, I'm a tither. I tie that on my a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a tiger. No, I'm a lion, but I'm a tither. I, I tie that of my business income. Mm-hmm. And then I'm a giver from a, from a personal level. Yes. So, and I do that for two reasons. One, because, you know, I, I'm the CEO of the P3 Academy of Social Entrepreneurship. Okay. And I do business development and funding strategies. So the money is all in there. 
And I like to think that money, no, I know, money flows. So money coming into my business, I pay myself and I tithe. And that tithe goes to charitable organizations who are doing good work in the world. Wow, fantastic. And that is so important to me because, again, money flows. And if I'm being blessed to receive it, I'm being blessed to bless others. And I, I think that it's key for us to think in that regard because how else do we keep it flowing? When it comes to ourselves, we've got choices. We've got options. Spend some, save some, and, and we want to do all of those financially sound options um, because that is part of wealth creation but wealth creation also expands into the energetic field i totally agree it's a lot more than just um finances and everything like that i agree totally yeah this has been such an amazing conversation i could talk to you forever you know i'm pretty sure everyone's heard my dog in the background making a lot of noise but that's okay we allow him to be who he is and so, so you've got a special gift for all of our viewers today, Ian. Yes, I do, Karen. One of the things that I am certain of is that if you are not moving your business, utilizing social media, you're missing out. Um, I wholeheartedly agree that there's a personal element of boots on the ground, shaking hands, you know, the whole belly to belly from way back. There is also an element now that we are in this virtual environment and it is giving us the ability to do our work in a global perspective. And so if you are not in this space using social media or you are and you're kind of tipping through or tripping through or you're doing things and you want to do things to a higher degree, I am gifting everyone my social media marketing principles checklist. Wow, thank you. 27, actually 30 principles of social media marketing that are bound to give you at least one idea of something that you can do to enhance what you're doing. Lots of ideas as far as putting things into play that will help you create that marketing strategy through social media where you won't feel like you're just testing all the time. Well, let me try this and let me try that. You never get to find what really works for you. Oh, wow. Thank you. That is a great gift for our viewers. And all of your contact uh, details will be below this video, which will be great. And um, please, when you reach out to uh, Lynn, make sure that you let her know that you saw this amazing chat, conversation as I like to call it, on uh, Live Love by Design TV. Because I have loved chatting with you today, Lynn. It's been amazing. So thank you for your time today. Thank you, Karen. It has been a true pleasure, and you're right. When we get together, there's no stopping us in conversations like this. Thank you for bringing this about, and I love your show. Thank you so much. 
So that is another episode of Live Love by Design TV. So thank you for being here and remember to tune in next week when we have another exciting guest where we will make sure that we go through the four pillars all about you, all about your relationships, all about your expertise and all about your wealth creation. Because when you focus on all pillars, you truly will create the life where you will live and love each and every day, where you will love who you are, where you will love your life, and more importantly, you'll create your dreams faster. So goodbye for now, and I'll see you next week again. Thank you.